With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, hour number two, Friday edition of the program. We're live here in the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur huge illegal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. Drive sober or get pulled over. So this has been a never-ending story. The Big Ten's decision to cancel their fall college football season has been a powder keg that just keeps blowing up over and over and over again on the Big Ten Conference. They made what I believe to be a totally without scientific justification decision to shut down the season. And right now, they're even talking about playing in January in domes, effectively JV football. But for people out there, just keep thinking about how ridiculous this is. A lot of you listen in the state of Pennsylvania. In the state of Pennsylvania this fall, you're going to be able to watch high school football in many different places. You're going to be able to watch the Eagles. You're going to be able to watch the Steelers. You're going to be able to watch Temple. And you're going to be able to watch Pitt. You can't watch Penn State. How does that make any remote sense at all? In Ohio, you're going to be able to go to high school football games You're going to be able to watch the Browns and the Bengals play, and yet you are not going to be able to watch. uh, So you're also going to be able to watch the Cincinnati Bearcats college football team, and yet you're not going to be able to watch Ohio State play. Nonsensical. How about in Iowa? And I'm just skipping around in the Big Ten states. How about in Iowa? You can watch high school football everywhere. 
They already played and finished high school baseball with nearly 30,000 fans present in Iowa. And, as if that were not enough, they also have managed to end up in a situation where Iowa State can play, but Iowa cannot. It is mind-blowing to even think about the way all of that is set up and how all of that is structured. It makes absolutely no sense. And now, I got to give props to them. Eight Nebraska football players have filed a lawsuit against the Big Ten seeking to uncover the rationale by which the Big Ten managed to cancel college football. And there are going to be, I think, a lot of really interesting questions that are asked about the Big Ten's decision and also what sort of larger issues are being hidden here. And I think it is a fantastic question to think about uh, in this way. The Big Ten's attorney yesterday in a hearing said that the harm would, quote, be incredible if the board of director documents were made available to the public just because eight student athletes disagree with the decision to cancel the season. He said the court is asking for something with no precedent. And by the way, I'm reading from Sean Callahan, uh, who did a good job covering this. Uh, Big Ten attorney said all sorts of ridiculous arguments. And the Big Ten now has until 5 p.m. on Monday to file a written brief in response to the motion for expedited recovery uh, so that they can try to figure out what's going on here in this situation. And so this is pretty fascinating to follow because there are a lot of people listening to me right now in the state of Nebraska who are like, yes, yes, yes. Not because they expect for the Nebraska players to be able to overturn what happened in the Big Ten, but because they want the Big Ten to have to produce these documents and explain how their decision was made. And I give extraordinary props to these players and the parents who've been fighting this issue because remember, I've been hitting on this for a long time now. All of these highly paid presidents and chancellors at Big Ten universities, none of them have had to go public and explain why they voted the way they did. They make millions of dollars a year. I think the total was... $13.6 million at the public Big Ten institutions. That's what the chancellors or presidents make. Your taxpayer dollars. And they managed to shut down the entire fall sports calendar on Big Ten campuses. And they didn't even explain which way each of the presidents or chancellors voted. It is, to me, totally indefensible what the Big Ten is trying to get away with here. And the fact that they won't share what the documents are. Guys, they haven't even told us whether there was an actual vote or not. We don't know. We still don't know if there was an actual vote that took place. Meanwhile, the ACC, full steam ahead. The SEC, full steam ahead. The the Big 12, full steam ahead. Tomorrow... Tomorrow, we have got an actual college football game. Hallelujah. A lot of you are going to be betting on it, and you don't even know who's playing hardly. It's Central Arkansas against Austin P. 
The, I bet the majority of people listening to me right now across the whole country and maybe even the majority of people who are going to bet on this game because you're all so desperate to bet on a college football game, I bet you don't even know where Austin P is. I do. It's in my home state of Tennessee, Clarksville. Great chant for Austin P. by the way. Let's go P. P-E-A-Y. Austin P. That is where it's taking place. They got a game going on. I bet it's the most watched FCS football game of all time. Because I think there is a massive craving for college football. Next week, we're going to have actual college football games going on as we roll into Labor Day weekend. Now, we still got a decent amount of time until we really get rolling with, for instance, the SEC and the big ACC games and the big big, big 12 games. Those are going to take place in late September. But, I mean, guys... We're talking about the NCAA, uh, the, the NFL kicking off in 13 days. College football kicks off tomorrow. Everybody's going to be playing. A lot of you are going to go to high school football games all over the country tonight. And yet the Big Ten schools can't play? This is one of the all-time worst decisions I've ever seen anybody make. Now, some of you are saying, why do you put so much attention on the Big Ten? You never talk about the Pac-12. Well, to be fair... It doesn't really seem like most people in the Pac-12 want to play. There's no organized resistance from parents. There's no players who have gone public. Larry Scott seems to have been able to shut down Pac-12 football, and nobody really fought. And in fact, Petros Papadakis, who we have on this show every single Tuesday, Petros is pretty straightforward. And he said maybe that's because USC hasn't been willing to fight. And the big football powers, USC, now Oregon, in the Pac-12 are not taking the same aggressive posture that Ohio State, Penn State, uh, and Michigan are, not to mention Iowa and Nebraska. But I 100 billion percent support these players filing this lawsuit, not because I think they're going to somehow overturn the outcome, but because I think think they should and will hold the Big Ten's feet to the fire and make them explain why they made the decision that they did. Also, let them know who voted and who didn't. And man, I never would have believed it. But I'm like the most beloved guy in the entire Big Ten now. You know, I'm an SEC guy, right? I grew up in the South. I grew up going to SEC football games. I'm an SEC alum. But I love college football. I think it is the best thing that our country does. I think it's the most entertaining. I think a fall Saturday on a big campus with a big game, it's impossible to beat. It's the best thing we do in sports from a purely entertaining perspective. I got a wife who went to the University of Michigan. Uh, and I, you know, I've had a, a lot of fights over the years. Verbal battles. Twitter sparring with Big Ten fans. But damn if I don't respect you guys. Because really, we're just two sides of the same coin, right? Ultimately, college football is about SEC and Big Ten. Middle part of the country, Midwest and South, rugged, big-time, great on-campus environments, and the arguments that ensue from college football every year. Now, there are guys who percolate up. Oklahoma and Texas, every bit the equivalent, right? A lot of Big 12 schools that can cycle up. Clemson right now, arguably best team in college football. I think it's a fair argument. They have been great. Florida State over the years, Miami. There are lots of different storied college football programs. I'm not trying to exclude the Big 12, the Pac-12, or 
the ACC, or even smaller conference schools. Boise State stepped up a lot over the years. There's a lot of teams that have helped to make the pomp, the circumstance, the magistry of college football what it is. But ultimately, I am a college football fan, and I'm sickened at the idea that the Big Ten turned their back on their players, their coaches, and their fans, and that they haven't even had to explain what they did. And... Also, I think it stinks to high heaven the way the Big Ten was playing the college football media like a fiddle. They were leaking like crazy in the Big Ten because they didn't just want to cancel the Big Ten. They wanted to make sure that the rest of college football had to shut down too. And that's why they weren't just shutting themselves down. They wanted to take their ball and they wanted to go home and they didn't want anybody else to be able to play either. And they almost pulled it off. At some point, maybe I'll sit down and walk through all of the things that I've tried to do to make college football happen this fall. All the conversations I've had behind the scenes, all of the work that we did, I think you'll be like, damn, Clay Travis went all in on trying to make sure college football happened. And I understand why these parents want to play. I understand why these kids want to play. And I understand why fans want their games to take place. Because... It's safe to do so, and everybody else is doing it too. And I think the Big Ten blew it. So I am fascinated to see what ends up happening with this lawsuit and what the Big Ten actually uh, ends up putting forward as an explanation for why they made their choice. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. One reason why I've been so focused on playing sports is because I've been obsessed, as you guys know who listen to the show, with constantly looking at the data and following it, whether or not young athletes are in danger for going to school, for playing sports. My kids are going to school and they're playing sports. And a guy who's done a great job of actually covering it has been Alex Berenson. He's a former New York Times uh, employee journalist award-winning journalist and he's going to join us next he joined us for a long sit down on our wins and losses podcast and i think you guys are going to enjoy that conversation with him it's about to start here in a sec alex berenson joined me on my wins and losses podcast here's a part of this conversation listen we're talking to alex berenson you can follow him on twitter uh i'll tweet out the link to his profile he's had incredible data analysis from the get-go okay what made you willing to question the overriding narrative. I've obviously done it in the world of sports, and it's astounding uh, to me how many members of what I call the blue checkmark brigade in sports media have been buying into these apocalyptic theories from the get-go such that they get, they're get they furious at me for sharing any kind of positive news, for suggesting that sports can be played 
uh, I've labeled them all Corona bros in the sports media. It's like they're rooting for the worst possible outcome, right? The minute that an athlete tests positive, they're the first ones to run to Twitter and be like, oh my God, you know, look at what's happened with the Miami Marlins. A bunch of healthy guys are testing positive for a virus they never would have known they had unless we were testing them aggressively, right? I mean, that's the reality. And, that's the reality. and so it's crazy in my universe there's hardly anybody sharing actual facts and combating what i would call the fear porn which tries to make it such that sports can't be played that your son can't play little league that your daughter can't play soccer all these things are certainly get to schools which i want to get to in a moment why do you think that that the media and i'm curious on this perspective from you it used to be, you said, you know, be cynical, be skeptical. I would say that in general, I am a skeptic. I tend to be skeptical of every and any and everything. Maybe that's my legal background. Maybe that's my sure. natural persona. But it seems to me that the media completely abandoned that natural skepticism and not only abandoned the natural skepticism, but severely policed anyone who didn't buy into the overriding narrative of complete danger, instead of being rebels or instead of being people who pushed back against the tide, which I think is what you would hope journalists would do, when did journalists become the people who are out there enforcing what opinions people can have and how has it impacted you in what I'm imagining you're now the black sheep of the New York Times fraternity. You're completely ostracized. So, uh, so you know, it, it fascinates me, and, and I don't know how much you hate you get. I, I imagine you get a lot of hate, too. Yes, people a lot. Say ter- terrible things. Like, I want their grandmas to die, me. right? That's the thing I get yeah, the most. Like, you don't care about old people dying. Now, I would say, no, I wish everybody was immortal, right? I wish, but, you know, 2.8 million people die every day in this, every year in this country, 7,500 a day. Everything has to be balanced contextually. This idea that the coronavirus has to dictate every decision that we make as social policy for the entire year is crazy to me. It's a childlike uh, understanding of nuance and complexity. Yet I see people who value their own knowledge of nuance and complexity fully embracing it. And I just wonder what in the world is going on in their brains. Yes. So, I mean, look, look, I mean, I get called a sociopath. Yes. You know, people, people tell me, people have told me, you know, not, not the blue check so much, although some of the blue checks have said they hope I die. They hope I die. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, people regularly, the blue check mark brigade regularly, they remember saying, I hope you get this and I hope you die. They even, some of the people out there have even taken it a step further. I've got three young kids and they're in school now. And you know, when I mentioned that, they're like, I hope your kids get sick and die. That would serve you right. Like who roots for children to die? Like, I mean, this is crazy to me. That's right. It's crazy. I mean, and you know, my, my somebody, somebody, uh, somebody said, "Well, Fauci says he's getting death threats." It's like, well, you know what? I, I, you know the old joke: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. At this point, if you ain't getting death threats, you oh, ain't trying. I get death threats I every mean, day. I, Come on, live a little. All, all the time, right? So, so, I, you know, look. There's Trump. The, the the Trump hatred is enormous, and the un and the sort of innumeracy of the media is enormous, and I guess. I guess, you know, the groupthink is enormous, okay? And, and people, and it's unfortunate because it means that, do you know, there, there, are, there are many Is social media making it worse? Is social yeah. media making groupthink worse in your oh. mind as somebody who worked oh. at the New York Times in a pre-basically oh. social media era? 
Oh, absolutely. It's made it much worse. And there's something else that's happening which is not much discussed, but which has definitely been a real problem at the New York Times. And I think it's a problem at workplaces in general, which is so texting makes it possible to run conspiracies. And I mean, and I mean, you know, I mean a real conspiracy in a way that you couldn't before. In other words, there can be five people in a room and one of them has an opinion that the other four don't like. And the other four are able to have a conversation about that fifth person in front of him without him knowing. Yeah. Okay. And that makes it easier to ostracize. It makes it easier to drive people out because all of the sudden you say, you know what, I'm going to tweet this. And everybody else is like, okay, let's, you know, let's do it. Let's jump in. And, or, or, you know, it isn't even quite that over. It's I'm going to tweet this and you send it around to the other three people who don't like the last person in the room and they and they just jump on. So, so there's been there's you know I'm sure you've heard it uh, the you know it's called dogpiling right so dogpiling yeah. is when you know a, a thousand people tell you that you should never speak again yes okay and you have to be a certain kind of person to decide I don't care right and I am that kind which of person you, are, you are and too. I think I am too like I just yeah. I genuinely don't care I mean again. I don't see this as partisan. I don't see it as Democrat. I don't see it as Republican. You said you're a registered independent. I worked on Al Gore's presidential campaign. Uh, I wasn't particularly political. I've never voted for a Republican president. But I look at all this and I'm like, you know, I'm a First Amendment absolutist and I love rigorous debate. And to me, and I want to get to the analogy you've made, to me, I say the decision to go to war in Iraq is the biggest failure in the 21st century prior to our response to the coronavirus from a social policy perspective. You've gone even further back and said you think in years to come, we'll look back on our response to the coronavirus as the worst decision in American policy since the Vietnam War. Uh, that's fascinating to me because it what, what it would require is analysis and recognition from so many people that they misdiagnosed and misresponded to this instance. In the Vietnam War, because the opposition was liberal, it seems like the media was willing to acknowledge that because they're yeah. like, hey, we got this one right. I think the predominantly liberal media is not going to be willing to acknowledge it with the coronavirus because it wasn't the people who were liberal who were leading the charge necessarily on, oh, my God, this response is totally ludicrous. Right. No, it's going to be very, very hard to get people to admit that. And, and you know, what's going to happen is the people who don't want to admit it are just going to say 160,000 dead, 160,000 dead, or 170,000, 180, wherever it is that we, we top out on this. Again, without acknowledging that, that half those people were in nursing homes and had a life expectancy in, in, in months, and that a significant portion of the rest were really very sick. Yes. Okay. That, 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 in other words, if you look ahead to next year, for instance, the death rate may well be down or even at the end of the months of this year, depending how, on how things go, because the people who got the coronavirus and died may have died a month or two earlier than they otherwise were. But we're not talking about, as you said, 45 kids under 15. When you look at the total number of years lost of life, we're not talking about a massive amount because the average person dying of the coronavirus is older than the average age of person dying of all causes. That, that's right. And, and at the same time, they will be unwilling to admit the damage of the lockdowns, which has been so enormous. And this is something, you know, I think I might feel this, you know, as much as anybody, because people email me who are in pain. You know, yes. they, you know this is a funny thing about Twitter. People feel that they, you know, that they that they know me yes. and that and that they and that they want to and that they want to open up to me. 
and and there are people who are in awful pain now. Now, look, I'm not going to say that you know that these people were perfectly happy before this happened, and you know, coronavirus is the only problem in their lives. But what I'm saying is that if if you have some kind of you know psychiatric or psychological weakness, the last five months have been terrible for you. For a lot of people, twenty-five percent right? of people out there, Alex, have uh, young people, according to a recent yeah. study that I saw, have considered suicide and yeah. suicides yes, and a, drug overdoses and everything yeah. else. As we've taken away people's ability to go to work, to go to school, to go to church, to go to things yep. that connect them to the larger fabric of society, they have fallen apart as well. And we're not talking hardly at all about that. We're not talking about it at all, and, and just the sheer terror that some people feel from this. I mean, the way people have behaved and the way they've behaved, people with children who haven't let their children out of the house for for months. Months. And, and That's not, some people have months. done that. They, some people have done that, and so you know, people. You can find stories on Twitter without trying too hard of people proudly saying, "I haven't left my apartment since March." And what, like, what are you doing? I, yeah. I don't care if you have a ten percent risk of dying from this thing. What are you doing to yourself? And you don't. I mean, you have a you have a you know one one hundredth of one percent risk if you're you know forty year old guy or whatever. You know, it, the risk is minuscule. Yeah. Okay, but but uh, people. People have wrenched themselves into terror about this. And as a society, we are tearing ourselves up over it. And, you know, and, and, and here's the thing about lockdowns, okay? You either lock down too early or too late. Here's your choices. You lock down like Britain when it's already spread all over the place, in which case you still have uncontrolled spread in nursing homes. And, and, and you know, as a result, the U.K. has the worst death rate anywhere of any country in the world, any major country. And they lock down very hard but late. Or you lock down really early, like New Zealand, in which case you're living in fear of this stupid thing forever. And whenever there's a case, you have to decide whether or not to lock down again. Or you treat it like what it is, a manageable respiratory virus, and you go on with life like the Swedes did. And yes, some people will die, and then you'll be done. And, How imp- and, and life yeah. goes on. How important is it for schools to be open in your mind? I've got three kids, 12, 9, and 5. Come Monday, all three of them, a week from today when we're talking, all three of them will be in in-person school on Monday, August 24th, where I live. So, so, so our kids are going back to school uh, one week later. They're going back on September first. We, for, well, my kids are, you know, a little bit younger than yours, uh, and for, you know, we're in New York. We actually seriously considered moving this summer, and I'm glad we didn't because, you know, places we thought we might have moved to, they're now saying the schools are going to be closed at least through November. But fortunately, they're at a little, uh, you know, they're at a little private school, um, you know, in, in New York State, and and they'll be able to to have five day a week school, which is a uh, you know, which is so important for their mental health, for their learning, for their socialization, for their understanding that life goes on, for their physical growth. It's so vital that schools be open, and it is so wrong that that the teachers' unions are refusing this and are fighting about this. It couldn't be more wrong. And, and of all the things we've done, it is the absolute worst. And and all over Europe, by the way, schools are reopening. All over Asia, schools are reopening. This. If there, if you want proof of anything, or if you want proof in a way that there, you know, the best possible proof that this is a, just a totally political issue at this point, look at the fact that many jurisdictions are saying we're going to reopen or consider reopening in late October, early November. Yeah. In other words, right? What what's happening in early November that might cause that to happen? And by the way, if you really cared, you'd want them open now. Because it's before flu season. That's so right. So instead, we're going to reopen as flu season is coming back. 
So it, it is. So we're talking to Alex Barron and I'm Clay Travis. This is the Wins and Losses podcast. Um, there are so many things here that continue to amaze me. Uh, why do you think your social media feed has been so filtered with? Why do you think your books, which went up on Amazon, have in many ways not been distributed like they would? Why is Fox News the only place? I think you've talked with Paul Feinbaum on his radio yep. show. Uh, but by and large, I would imagine, you know, the, the quote-unquote mainstream of the media, many people have, have ignored you. I know the New York Times did a piece. I think Ben Smith, if I'm not mistaken, yep. uh, I read a piece there. Uh, but why do you think you have become persona non grata? If you had been the person out there saying, we've got to shut down everything. If, In other words, if you, instead of being the guy who has said, hey, I think we're overreacting, if you had been the overreactor, you would be lauded by the media. It's wild to think about, right? Same thing would be true for me. If I had been the king of shutdowns, lockdowns, sports can never play again, my media colleagues and sports media would have been like, oh, how brave of him, when the reality is saying what you or I are saying is infinitely more brave than following the herd. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's brave. It's just, it's just, following it's just facts, accurate, right? Well, yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, no, a lot no, of people are, are agree no. with us, but won't say it publicly because they're worried about the consequences or the ostracization. Because I'm mean, sure you've heard from a lot of people yep. in your industry, as I have, who have said, "Hey, keep saying what you're saying," but they don't want to say it themselves. Yep, I get that. I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you get it too. It's, I mean, although it's not a surprise to me. Why? Do, listen, look, people. I've been saying to a lot of people. Uh, you're wrong. You're wrong about this. Yes. You don't know what you're talking about. And I've been saying, in a, in a, and I won't back down, and you can't shut me up, and I'm going to keep pointing to facts and statistics. And I don't care if you think I used to be a good journalist, and I'm not anymore because I'm exactly the same journalist I was right. when you liked me. I'm just saying something you don't like. And people people can't stand it. And, um, you know, again, I, I think as, as we have found, it takes a certain kind of personality to be willing to say this stuff. And it's easier just to shoot the messenger. And one of the things that I've discovered actually recently on Twitter is that there are people out there, media people, um, who've just blocked me preemptively. People I've never... Oh, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yes. And and, and it's like, what do you think you're gaining from this? They are so upset by having their narrative challenged that for people out there who don't recognize what you're saying, people who are in media... Like, I will, people I've never interacted with, this happens to me all the time in sports, they'll have a tweet out, somebody else will retweet it, and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting, I'm curious what they said, and I'll go to read it, and I'll realize that they've blocked me. I've never interacted with them, I've never in any way, you know, like, debated any issue with them, and then, boom, they've got me blocked. Yep. I mean, the media is incredibly hyper-partisan right now. And here's the thing. At Fox, they know they're partisan, okay? Yeah. But the New York Times and CNN, they're still pretending they're not. Now, that pretense right. has sort of fallen away, but it's still it's still there to some extent. And, and um, you know, look, uh, Paul, Paul Feynman, he's a really good guy. I'm really glad he's had me on, okay? Yes. But, but basically, aside from Fox and One America and other conservative outlets, he's the only one. You know, yeah. I was I was supposed to go on CNBC several times. I had confirmed interviews, and they canceled on me. CNN right. and Paul and Paul, by the way, knows me from the novels, which is why he, you know, why he's a, like he's kind of a fan of my novels, and that's why he had me on to begin with. But you know, CNN, Aaron, you know, Aaron Burnett, she's a fan of my novels. I was going to go on with her a couple months ago. That got canceled. Never rescheduled. 
So, yeah. so uh, there is a clearly a media blackout. And and look, I, I I really am glad to have the chance to talk to you. I'm glad to have the chance to talk to Tucker Carlson and Laura and, and everybody else on Fox. But Fox doesn't reach the whole country because we That's are right. so siloed. And people need to hear what you and I have to say, even if they think we're wrong. Yes. It would be better for them to know that there's another side to this. That's Alex Berenson. I'm telling you, you will love that wins and losses conversation. If you haven't signed up already for it, make sure that you do. Uh, And uh, again, it's a really interesting conversation. And we're going to play a little bit of another conversation I had also about why it's safe for sports to be played with Ovik Roy, which is one of the smartest conversations we've had as a part of the Wins and Losses podcast coming up in a little bit. We come back, we'll talk about some of the controversy surrounding Major League Baseball, decisions to play, decisions not to play. Uh, and we will also talk about Petros Papadakis deciding to go public with his affinity for my nipples. Yes, that's real. Uh, this is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Hope all of you are having a fantastic day. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've ever been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Everybody's obsessed now with like, are they going to play? Are they not going to play? My prediction is this is just all awful for sports in general. So there's a controversy about Rob Manfred and what he wanted players to do and the NHL shut down for a couple of days. And one of the things that we talked about in hour one that that I think is really worth examining is why did social media lend itself to everybody having to have the same opinion? Early on, the idea was, oh, social media is great. It's going to allow such a wide variety of opinions. In the world of sports media, there's basically outkick, and then there's everybody else saying the exact same thing. It's really kind of wild. I mean, I was having this conversation with Jason Whitlock. Uh, we went out to dinner Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and I was like, you realize, man, if our site didn't exist, every single person in the sports media industry would publicly have the exact same opinion on almost every issue. It's wild. Like, I don't like the idea that we have now set the precedent that if players get upset by things that have absolutely nothing to do with their actual sport, they are going to not play. I mean, I just, I think it's going to be a really bad precedent going forward. And I think there's a strong argument that the overall value of sports franchises is going to start to take a real hit because a lot of people who are casual fans are just going to tap out. I don't think that athletes think enough about... They used to back in the day, right? The NBA is a great example. 
Larry Bird and Magic Johnson knew they had to build their sport into a position where people cared about it. The PGA, I think, with Tiger Woods understood that. And nowadays, athletes take for granted that fans are going to care and that they're going to make super high salaries. And ultimately, the underlying connection between every player salary is that fans care. And when fewer fans care, you're going to make less money. I mean, it sounds like that is not rocket science, what I just shared for you, but I think most players don't think about where their salary comes from. And so they don't care if they alienate fans. I think ultimately LeBron James's greatest legacy in the NBA is going to be that he tore down what much of what Magic and Larry and Jordan built up. And I think what we're headed for is many sports starting to be very niche, right? Like already the NBA, Major League Baseball, regular season games, they don't draw very substantial audiences. But there's at least a lot of people who are casually interested. I think the number of casual fans is going to continue to decline. Because I think your casual fan is the one who's choosing to spend his entertainment dollars just to escape the real world. Everybody knows some people out there who treat sports like they're more serious than the real world. You know, and maybe you did when you were young. Certainly I did. But for most people, sports is an escape from the real world. And so the diehard fan, I think, is going to stick by the leagues no matter what happens. I think it's going to be a lot less common for everybody else. And I think you're going to start to see diminishing returns and the degree to which we built athletes up and put them on pedestals, I think they're going to get torn down in a hurry. I really do. And I don't know that a lot of athletes have thought about this or even contemplated it, but it certainly is something I think all of you should be keeping in the back of your minds as we see how political sports are going to be this year. And who knows, if Donald Trump wins, we may have four more years of ridiculous politics. I don't think it's a coincidence that the intensity level of sports gets ratcheted up every single time there is the politics and sports gets ratcheted up every single time there's an election, a presidential election, but it's at a totally different level right now. All right, let's have some fun. Petros Papadakis went on with Brian Finley, who sometimes does updates on this show. Brian Finley wanted stories about me from Petros Papadakis, and Petros decided to talk about my nipples and how big they are. That's a big transition in a segment where I was talking seriously, and then now I'm going to play audio for you of Petros talking about my nipples. We're going to have to raise this as an issue with him on Tuesday. He violated the sanctity of the locker room, the TV locker room, but still it's the, the, the sanctity of the TV locker room. I'm in there, topless, not thinking that Petros Papadakis is looking at me like a piece of meat. Next thing you know, he's spreading it everywhere. Listen to this audio. You go on Clay Travis's show every week, and he pesters you with these stories about you know growing up and your dating life back in the olden days. What's a good Clay Travis story that's fit for podcast eyes and ears that he will get a kick out of? There's got to be a ton of those. You know, it's funny because uh, I don't socialize with Clay. You know, I mean, I know Clay – from work, you know, when yeah. FS1 started and we were doing all these horrible shows. Horrible. Uh, but, you know, we were trying to get started and, yeah. you know, 
there were, it was a, there was a lot, they were using a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And I happened to be one of them. And so was Clay. And we had the same dressing room, uh, you know, and I'm overweight, you know, and Clay has these really huge nipples that he's really, really embarrassed about. You know, he talks about it all the time and they are, you know, pretty big. Uh, I think Matt Money Smith uh, said the term on our show first, uh, sewer cap nipples. I might have to walk out. I'm going to be honest with you. If I were an athlete right now, I might have to walk out. Might not even be back for the third hour of this show. That's the new precedent. Somebody says something that upsets you, you just walk out. At some point, I'm going to pull that move on the radio. Halfway through, dub Danny G. They're not going to have any idea what's going on. I'll be all right. All right, I'll see you. You guys got the rest of the show. I'm upset about something. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with, I think it's honestly the smartest guy I've ever had on any of the OutKick programs. His name is Ovik Roy. He went to MIT. He went to uh, Yale Medical School. And he is an absolute genius when it comes to the coronavirus. You guys, trust me, are going to get a lot smarter from this conversation. We're going to start off hour three with it. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.